the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is a Wednesday. We're middle of the week already. I'm on my second day and looking at, uh, you know, doing tomorrow and then off for four. I'm kind of, you know, we need to do this more often, Heather. I'm just saying. We you need know, to do it I'm this okay <clears throat> with the four-day work week. Yeah, well, I'd be totally down with it. I think it's it. actually more productive. Uh, you know, I, I get, you know, the Industrial Revolution starting there present day america has been go 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 which is probably why we are where we are today yeah but uh we just don't know how to rest well i don't disagree with you on that um i don't disagree i think certain european countries but i think japan has gone to a four uh japan i believe it's the most recent it's gone to a four day uh, well europe has been on it for a long time yeah europe has been on japan's finally on it um uh what's sad is I, i don't like agreeing with the squad and AOC advocates for the four-day work week. So I know that uh, maybe I don't like the four-day work week. With a four-day work week, <laughs> they will tell you that your your days can't be eight hours. They got to be longer. They'll tell you that. Ten to twelve. I don't know if I like. That. No, I don't think I like that. I like eight hours a day. You know, I think that's enough. And then you can go home, put your feet up. During yeah. this time of the year, watch a bowl game. You can game. get a lot of done, things done in eight hours. I mean, but there's a reason why uh, it's a political talk show. There's a reason why uh, state government or government in general, even though they have eight hours, they don't seem to get anything done uh, <laughs> uh, in the eight-hour day. It's politics there, man. All right, so let, let's start off by talking about two huge deaths. Uh, that occurred on uh, was it Saturday or Sunday? I sat down and I guess it was Sunday at one o'clock. I sat down and I could not wait to see the ninety-minute special that Fox Sports had put together about John Madden. Mm. And John Madden to me is football. Yeah. I mean, it's like Vin Scully is baseball uh, to me. And and I didn't even live in L.A. Okay. He just was great. I'm, I mean, I could throw Harry Carey in there and Jack Brickhouse and Jack Buck and a whole lot of other people. But John Madden was just special. I was a huge Raider fan when he was a coach because I, I loved watching this guy on the sidelines with his hands up in the air and waving them around and his hair is all messed up and his clothes are all wrinkled and everything. I, I got a kick out during the break and, and or during the special, and he made the statement. He said, I would get up in the morning, and I'd look in my, you know, if I, we were on the road, I looked in my suitcase. If I was at home, I looked in the closet, and I just grabbed whatever 
caught my eye, and that's what I wore that day. <laughs> He's he was the everyday guy that that to love football. Yeah, and you know I. I didn't think there was anybody who loved sports as much as I did until I saw John Madden and and started listening to what he had to say. But I really liked him because when he retired, he retired at the top of his game. He said, I won't coach football ever again, and he didn't. And then somebody was watching him and said, I wonder what he'll do in the broadcast booth. And lo and behold... A non-trained broadcaster went into the booth and just hit lightning in a bottle. And then when they put him with Pat Summerall, they were the perfect team. They were just the perfect team. And then they named a game after him. You know? I mean, anybody who loves football, if you say John Madden, they know who you're talking Uh about. They said that when he would walk in a room, a hush would fall over the room. There's very few people that have that kind of a, of a impact on people. And, uh, there's another guy that's kind of like a catches me kind of, he comes off as an everyday kind of guy. And, and, uh, that's the, the, the quarterback, the goat from down there at Tampa Bay. Yeah. Brady. Brady comes across as just a, a, a normal guy. Yeah. A real competitor at that, yeah. you know. I love watching him compete. You give him two, you give him a minute and a half, and be down by by two. He's going to beat you. I'm just he's going yeah. he's going to beat you. You know, you don't let him get the ball with more than five seconds. If he can get <clears throat> one playoff, your no, your real win is in doubt. And then the other death, of course, that occurred, and uh, of course, he's from the other side of the aisle. Harry Reid. Mm. You know, I am not a Harry Reid fan. I, anybody who listens to my show could probably figure that out in a matter of about 10 seconds. But Harry Reid was a formidable uh, Democrat. You know, he really, really was. And uh, if it hadn't have been for falling into a fight with some exercise equipment, he might still be around now. As far as that's... <laughs> You're, you're laughing at me now yeah, but it's true that he took a downturn after that happened he really got hurt when that happened yeah he fell on that treadmill and it did it did bad things to him you don't think he really fell on that treadmill come on Dave. i don't know what happened yeah. to him but what he was what 82 yeah. he passed away yeah. madden 85 madden yeah. was evidently in gr- was, yeah, in it was good, unexpected yeah totally yeah. unexpected yeah. he sat down and watched that special Fox, first time he ever saw it was yeah. on the same time all the rest of us saw it. Yeah. He's, he was surrounded by his family, and they were all laughing and yucking it up. And I'm sure, with it being Madden, he said, yeah, I remember that. And then he went into another story about what happened uh, off of whatever it was they showed in that special. But we, we lost two big ones. I mean, Harry Reid, though uh, politically totally separate from me, yeah. uh, was – quite the character and did a lot for nevada there's a nevada how do they pronounce it out there nevada is it nevada mm-hmm. and you know he did a lot for them uh of course was always at war with bob dole yes they were always at each other's at each other's throat but could sit down and have dinner together that's right you know They're different different they day and age each, they didn't hate each other they just hated different, each other's politics different day and age and where you could still um respect 
people and their title that they hold and the office that they hold and what what they meant to the people of their state and and I know there are some people that have said you know that you know they they said nasty things about Dole dying or people that said nasty things about redying and and that that's what we don't need in in politics. No, I'm not going to say anything. Here's here's um, what I do know. They were on opposite ends of the political spectrum, but there's one thing I knew about Dole and one thing I knew about Reed and that I don't know about AOC and some others is that uh, Reed truly at times, I won't say all the time, but at times had America at heart. Uh, And so did Bob Dole had America at heart. I mean, that's a guy that, uh, you know, lost the use of an arm and and uh, was wounded in World War II. I mean, he was tough cookie. He had a rough road to hoe at times. But the bottom line is, is that uh, those people you respect because they really do believe in what they stand for. I don't think that ROC or any of those people, AOC or any of those people believe except the destruction of this country. No, they don't believe in American exceptionalism, <clears throat> the American dream, even though, you know, people like Omar and OC are currently living the American dream. They don't they don't believe it. And that's what I really don't understand. You know, you're you're at you know, they come from countries that you're lucky if you got indoor toilets. That's right. All right. And they're 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 living like kings and, and queens or all of the of the squad queens they yep. think that they're they're all queens yep. if they had to go back and live in the lands that they came from they would be boohooing having to put up with a lot of the stuff yeah and so well omar was you know married to her brother not so long ago so that's and people boy the, the press just gives her a free pass yeah. i mean they really do give her yeah. a free pass now, at least they'll they'll say some things about AOC, and uh, but uh, the anti-Semitism that that flows from those women's lips is just god awful, god awful. Uh, who was what country was it that got into anti-Semitism again? Uh, was it France? I forget who it was. There's a lot of anti-Semitism going on in the world right now. I'm yeah. just just telling you. Uh, if if I were in Israel, if I were living there, boy, I'd keep my eyes peeled. I'll be honest with you, as far as that's concerned. Ken Yang is here. He's chairman of the Saline Republican Party. He's also the chair of the chairs of the Arkansas Republican Party. We got things to talk about when we come back. We're going to talk about President Biden. We didn't get into it too much yesterday. About ten minutes, but we'll talk a little further. I got some audio for you. And we'll we'll talk about Biden now saying, well, you know, it's where the rubber hits the road. The states mm. that, uh, you know, de- dealing with this whole Omicron thing is going to be taken care of. Stay with me. I got a lot for you today here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show. We got uh, Congressman French Hill coming up at 7.05. Westerman, Congressman Westerman will be back next week. East End Towing wants you to know that no matter the situation you find yourself on the side of the road or in your in your driveway, I found myself having to call a tow truck before because my car went out, tried to start getting started in the morning and had, had to have a tow truck come out and take it to the shop. Uh, they will come out, get your car for you, get it to where it needs to go, 
so that you can get it fixed. They have all the answers to problems you might be experiencing. Call East End Towing at 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. All right, 20 minutes uh, after 6, the president uh, got caught kind of with his pants down. The emperor has no clothes, and he made the statement uh, you know, has been saying that, you know, we've got to have universal mandates, federal mandates here in the United States about, you know, people getting their, uh, you know, their vaccinations and this and that. And the, the federal government knows what's best. And then he starts talking. In fact, he was talking to uh, Governor Hutchinson and uh, Hutchinson was asking about, I think, tex- test testing uh, materials and and uh, the president was telling him well yeah we want to get you everything you need because you know it's uh it's on the state level that uh, this battle will be won or lost well if you're ron DeSantis and some of the other you know abbott some of the other republican governors here in the united states that was an eye-opener to them yeah because they've been literally attacked nonstop because they don't want to do it the federal government's way and now the president's saying yeah well maybe the, the you know the way we do it is not the right way and not the answer in fact let me take you back to when he was running for president here here's uh, joe biden and what he was saying to fix the economy we have to get control over the virus I'm releasing a plan to save lives in the months ahead. We need to increase federal support for testing, doubling the number of drive-through testing sites. We absolutely need a clear message from the very top of our federal government that everyone needs to wear a mask in public. Every single frontline worker should have the personal protective equipment that they need to be safe. We need to support schools and child care programs so parents, if and when they can return to work, are confident that their children will be safe and cared for. And finally, we need to protect the populations most at risk, our seniors, vulnerable populations with pre-existing conditions. We need real plans, real guidelines with uniform nationwide standards. It's a simple proposition, folks. We're all in this together. we got to fight this together. We'll emerge from this stronger because we did it together. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. That's one of his commercials. All right. That's that's the non-reality of when you're running for an office and what you're seeing is the reality of when you're in office. Mm. I mean, I've always said, you know, people get elected president and they got all these things that they'll say about this is what I'll do with Putin, this is what I'll do with G and, you know, over in China and all yeah. that. And then they sit down in the Oval Office and get their first threat assessment and they find out there's a lot they didn't know. That's right. That's right. Or they sit down and they for, forgot what they said two minutes ago. Yeah, scares the living crap uh, out of them. I've I've heard more. I've uh, I've read enough books with former presidents to be able to say that they freaked out when they got their first real briefing. Yeah, it's all on your shoulders now, Mister. Here's our problems and there's things that they'll start telling you you didn't even know existed out there that's right you won't even know existed you'll know you'll learn things about countries that you think are your friends 
And maybe they're not as friendly as you thought they were. Yep. I mean, the French is a perfect example. I mean, I remember when we were going over into the second Gulf War and they denied us airspace. It was the same thing when uh, the United States finally decided to go to Vietnam and the French packed their bags and left. Oh, yeah. That's just, you know, that's just, it's very, very interesting. As an ally, the French have come to our aid at times and they have made the difference. Hadn't been for the French, I don't know if we'd have an America. Because they stepped forth and were able to black, blockade the British from re, uh, resupplying the, the, uh, the British troops that were in our country. But, hey, the bottom line is, is that, uh, you know, you just find out a lot of things that you, you didn't know. Yeah, and that's scary to think that someone is incompetent and not there all the way put together up, up upstairs like President Biden is getting those types of briefings. He, you know, uh, I, I didn't say anything about, I'm, I've made jokes about he hadn't had his oatmeal today or mm-hmm. whatever. And and that comes from the old old movies and stuff of, you, you see the senile man, and he's been eating oatmeal, and it's still dripping off of his lip, all right? But I just got to tell you that uh, uh, I kind of stayed away from saying that he was incompetent to uh, you know, hold office. But I'm starting to really wonder now. I really, really am. I have never had a disillusion in my, my own mind or any problem in my own mind uh, looking at uh, – at Biden and understanding that there's people behind him that for a better a better way of putting it are pulling the strings. Yeah, I mean I mean the the left continued to you know they they try to do everything with President Trump and you know since we're talking about health, my goodness, they you know they piled on 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 President Trump's health thing that he had a stroke or he had this or he had that yep. and then with Biden, it's just nothing. Well, they always wanted to, um, you know, get him out of office, saying yeah. that you know there's something wrong with him. Yeah, and you got Biden's uh, one of the more recent polling. What this week, earlier this week, where he's he's now uh, his his polling is now worse than, than Kamala Harris. Harris. Yeah, boy, that that's that can't be something you want to wake up to. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's um, not good. But you know, his recent thing about states' rights. Well, I, you know, it's just kind of when he said that, I'm like, well, you know, hopefully he'll rescind his federal mandates if it's a state problem that is the question the question is if you realize that a lot of this is not going to be solved by the heavy hand of the federal government excuse me then it's time to get rid of these federal mandates and there's no use in going to the supreme court just get rid of them you know and be and be done with them Got another piece of audio for you. We got time to play that second piece of audio, Heidi. Do we have time to play that second piece of audio? Is that second piece of audio too long? Okay, let's play that second piece of audio. Here we go. It's the plan to deal with this pandemic responsibly. I've already done it. I've said it before. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Before. I'm not going to shut down the economy. 
I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus, not the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Once we shut down the virus, I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. There you go. All right. You know, reality versus politicking. Two different, you know, kind of realities, so to speak. Say whatever you want while you're running for office. But the reality is, can you make it happen when you're in office? Biden hasn't been able to do that. In the year that Biden has been in office, more people have died from COVID than died under President Trump's watch. That's not reported by many news organizations to say the least and uh you know uh just recently the the president gave a little tip of the hat to former president trump and uh you know operation warp speed i mean when when the president came in and we're talking about biden he had uh he had a he had three proven vaccines and uh the president uh he and the vice and the uh Former president have all had their shots, and they keep telling us to get our shots. But they differ in should you be forced to get a shot. Biden feels like it's yes. President, Former President Trump feels like it's no. All right, the news, and then Ken and I will be back. Don't forget about David Lucas Financial. If you're concerned about the out-of-control government spending, the soaring inflation, did you see the story today? They're saying that uh, gas next year probably will be $4 a gallon. Ouch. Uh, Political unrest, rapid decline of the U.S. dollar, and uh, all of that is why a lot of Americans now are looking to supplement uh, their nest eggs, trying to protect them by investing in silver and gold. But, you know, there's there's things you got to know about silver and gold before you jump in. Don't go in unaware of the of uh, the possibilities of what can happen. Uh, Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, your IRA, your 401k, hard-earned savings. Just call 501-222-3315, number for David Lucas Financial. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. If you want to learn more about buying silver and gold, then you need to call them. 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right. We continue with Ken Yang here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And Ken, let me just, I'm going to put you in, in Saki's place right now. I'm going to make you the spokesperson for the Biden administration, there's going to be a, let's say there's going to be a press briefing today. They got everybody in the room. And the first question out of person's mouth is going to be, the president says that, you know, to get all of this under control, the, the states will be the place that uh, we win or we lose on uh, the Omicron uh you know, the COVID virus. So how do you answer that? I mean, they've broke, look, 
Biden broke the egg. Mm-hmm. He crushed it. How do you put it back together, or can you? Yeah, I'm, uh, <clears throat> uh, personally, you know, doing uh, messaging is you know part of my, I guess, day job. If that's what you want to call it. Uh, I th- oh no, you, I think you would say no, no, no. What, what what the president meant is that this is a state's issue, but it's if, if the states uh, are willing to follow the federal guidelines oh, that we've okay. put out. All right, and that's 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 really I think how she'll frame it if she if they do ask her that question. Oh, is, they'll ask her. They're, they're, it's it's like, got to be yeah, asked. I mean, it's, it's got to be say, asked. Yeah, it's a state's issue, and it's a state's issue if if the states will uh, join us and other states and following the federal guidelines, and that's that's how we solve uh, the coronavirus problem. Okay, it's, a, it's just a pivot, and uh, that would be the pivot that I would I would do. Yeah, I mean, look, that's Saki's job. Yeah. All right. Uh, look, I think she's the worst spokesman since Baghdad Bob mm. when, when Hussein was over in Iraq. I, I'm just seriously. She says things that are so patently untrue. Yeah. Anybody can see through it. That's the way Baghdad Bob was. It, they say the American troops are at the gates of Baghdad. And, and he would say, oh, no. Oh, no. You mistake. Those are our troops, you know, and they're undercover. Yeah. So they're dressed like American <laughs> troops. But anyway, I, it's just, I really, I wouldn't want that job. The no, last, I mean, it's. Who, it's was, who do you think was the last really good presidential spokesman? I, I, I got a name uh, right like that. Ari. Uh, Ari Fleischer. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. Tony Snow. Mm. Tony Snow was great. He was really, really good. But uh, I'll tell you some that we've had since then, not so good. I thought Sarah did fine. Yeah. I'm not saying she was one of the best, but she did fine. Yeah. She did fine by the president. Saki isn't. Of course, she doesn't have the best president to be speaking for right now. Yeah. But the way this guy is doing, yeah. you know, as yeah. far as that's concerned. So is is this president, is, is his... Is his time in office about over even before he gets the first year totally done? Yes. Um, I mean, you saw, saw that interview uh, where he was one-on-one, and they asked him if he was going to run for re-election, and he said yes, but then he said, and then he backtracked. You know, if I'm still healthy. Yeah, if I'm still healthy. And, and they go, well, what if it's rematched against Trump? And, it, oh, don't tempt me, yeah. you know, da-da-da. And it's like if you're gonna run, you're gonna run. You're gonna run. There's no tempting and other things. Right, and right. So, uh, I, I think the country, the Democrat Party, all knows that he's not running for a second term. So, if he runs again, does he walk out of the White House and open the doors to the fruit cellar and go downstairs and close the doors behind him and run his campaign in the cellar? Like he, he has, basically just did, you know, a couple of years ago. Well, he has to this time because now he has a horrendous record to run on. I wouldn't um, want to run on it. So he has to hide from that record. Um, but I just don't see a scenario where he runs again. And uh, I don't see a scenario where he, uh, you know, I think I do believe he lives through the end of his presidency for the first term. I don't see a scenario where he lives through a second term, honestly. Okay. So 
who who runs instead of Biden? Surely not Harris. Well, Kamala will will be front runner just by the sheer fact that she'll have the title vice yeah, president. Yeah, just like she was the last time, and then within two weeks she'd already fallen to the bottom of the pile. Yeah, she's not a likable per- person. No. At all. I mean, but they're setting the stage for her and uh, Pete uh, Buttigieg. You think Buttigieg is their, their ace in the hole right now? Or is uh, it, I think that's or, what they want to Or are they looking and going, well, we used to use Adley Stevenson and run him every time for president. <laughs> Let's just run Hillary again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to have a little history going here to understand Adley Stevenson, you who are uh you know aged like fine wine and still remember remember adley stevenson if they needed a standard bear you know he was the guy hillary a facelift and and put put her out there he's the one who would stand up and take the bullets yeah you know i mean it's just like who was it um who's the guy cat the guy who owns tzatziki's keat keat yeah jim keat yeah i mean he he stood up and yeah. took the slings and arrows for us, yeah, for us when yep. he, against uh, right. Bibi when 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 Rockefeller died, yep, you know, and then you had you know Asa did it one year as well, yep, you know, nobody thought Asa was going to run when he ran that first time, yep. and uh, and then it came around and things changed in twenty well, yeah. twenty ten and he you ran know, I again. Think, I think they have some. Uh, obviously, you know they took back the Senate, so they do have some rising stars uh, around the nation. Yeah, Mansion. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, I, I've always said that uh, uh, you know, if I had been Biden and gotten the nomination, I would have uh, chosen Senator Tammy Duckworth as the nominee. Who you know, she's a she's a U.S. senator. She's a veteran. She's Asian American. Uh, you know, I think she's lost a limb, and you know that that stuff's hard to to run against. And I think someone like her uh, would run for president. It's hard to run against if you're a Democrat. Yeah, but if you've lost the use of an arm and uh, you're a Republican, it doesn't count. That's right. That's right. Ask Bob Dole. Yeah. You know. That's right. Ask John McCain. John McCain was, uh, of course, a prisoner of war in Hanoi Hilton, and. You know, whether you believe some of the stories that have come out about that. But the bottom line is the man served his country. Yeah. That didn't count for anything. Yeah. So I think they got some some folks. Somebody's like I said, Kamala Harris will be front runner. They tr- they're trying to do that package Kamala Buttigieg deal. Because Buttigieg has, ish, you know, has problems with uh, the minority community. Uh, he basically pulled like zero percent with the African-American community when he was running for office. Because he talks down to people. Yeah. He really does. He talks down to people. Yeah. No, I just don't. I think he's got a future, but I don't think it is now. It's the same thing, Kamala Harris. The, I mean, the Democrats, they all talk down to people. I mean, even yeah, even they Van, have the answers. Even Van Jones on CNN was talking about, we really need to stop telling people we know what's best for you as Democrats. Well, that's, you know, at least the president said it. The other day to the governors, yeah, you know that he's just, but he's still going to plow ahead because his handlers will force him to plow ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, the Warren and, and and Sanders and the rest of them. I don't know who else is pulling the strings right now. I don't believe that it's 
AOC and them. I, I believe that they're, they've got power, but they don't have that kind of power yet. Oh, it, it's, going, it's, it's going to happen. Don't I mean, get me wrong. You offer people enough stuff, and you throw enough stuff out there and said, here, you can have this yeah. if you vote for me. Sooner or later, people are going to fall on your side. Yeah. I still think it's the Sanders and Warren type people behind the scenes because it's definitely not uh, the Biden folks, and it's definitely not uh, uh, Kamala Harris's folks because Kamala has her own issues in her in her office. She's got real uh, issues. Everybody's getting the <laughs> heck out of her office. But I always go back to just something that's not talked enough, and I, I've said that on air before is is uh, Dr. Jill Biden. Uh, I think she is one of the ultimate handlers of the president. She is, in turn, probably de facto president of the United States. Kind of like Woodrow Wilson's wife. Mm. You know, a lot of people don't know that history. Woodrow yep. Wilson uh, had yeah. a stroke when he was in the White House. And it's it's just starting to come out. I mean, the, all the papers are being, you know, made so that we can read them and stuff. But they, they started doing uh, handwriting analysis, and they have found that she signed a lot of bills mm-hmm. uh, for Woodrow Wilson. She said, well, he would want that. Well, we don't know what he had wanted or not. Yeah. You know? I mean, he I'll give him credit for one thing. He did a good job keeping us out of World War One yeah. for a while. But then it was necessary to get involved, and he did. The Lusitania made that happen i think the first lady is 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 very busy and i think uh you know i've said before when biden goes to summits if you just follow the first lady on social media she'll post pictures preparing for the summit da, 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 and i'm thinking why the heck are you preparing for the summit you're the she first talks lady like hillary clinton when yeah. she was first lady you yeah. know she really does i'm doing this i'm doing that and i'm like the first lady should be championing some cause some mm. some philanthropic cause she hasn't done that nope that's kind of because interesting. She's busy. And she did did she do anything as far as decorating the White House up and then have uh, she did. the tour for the I don't think press she had and a all t- that? Tour. You know, I know they you know, they had that Christmas party thing that was really weird where everyone was singing and wearing masks while oh, they were okay. singing. Um and they had people over but it wasn't as big as what it was previously. But no, she hasn't done any philanthropic type thing cuz she's busy. Uh, helping her husband get dressed. The United- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm that sorry. Too. That too. All right. Let's take a break. Ken Yang is in the studio with me today. We can always be a little bit frivolous in the show. Well, maybe not frivolous after all. All right. Let's talk about Paul. <laughs> let's talk about Pat Davis. Pat Davis says, "Hey, look. If you're tired of paying big, big bucks for your health insurance, give him a call." 501-605-6935. Now, here's what he'll say. You call him. You tell him what you're paying. He's going to save you 30 to 50% off what it is you're paying for your health insurance. And with that, uh, it can be any insurance, any provider here in the nation that you want to be your carrier. You'll make sure there are no copays. You may get checks back from your doctor, your urgent care, or even the hospital. Now, how does he do it? I don't know all the ins and outs of it. He does. He'll talk to you about it. I'm just a guy 
who points you in the right direction, all right, as far as this is concerned. You call Pat Davis. going to have him on next week or, or the week after. We'll, ha- we'll have him on for about a half hour and talk to him. 501-605-6935 is his number. Or if you like doing things on the Internet, a lot of you do, your health plan man, that is one word, yourhealthplanman.com. Okay, so we've got about eight minutes, so I'm going to take us during the break. Uh, Ken and I were talking about movies, and you say uh, the new Spider-Man yep. movie, and you liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Okay, so that was it. Did yeah. you see it, Heidi? What is this? You going to see a movie before I did? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I that's, that not been, that's not been my... That that wasn't the movie I was really uh, interested in seeing. I like Spider-Man, but, you know... I'm getting a little burned out on them. But the bottom line is The Kingsman, I went and saw that. That's a good movie. That's really a good movie. Have you seen the new Matrix yet? Yes. Is it, well, what do you it's think? Okay. It's okay. I thought it was good. Okay. I think it's, it, you know, people got to understand the reason it's called Resurrection yeah. is they rebooted it. Okay. They got it ready to go now for another, who knows how many movies. I guess as many as, you know, Reeves decides to make. Yeah, Keanu's really making made a comeback at the box office. Think about that. I mean, yeah. you know, Sam, you know, he's Wick. I oh, love the John Wick. Yeah, the John, John Wick. Wick John Wick. He's got a, he's got another one that's coming out this year. Yeah, I think yeah, the fourth one. And yep. uh, then you got uh, you got uh, the Matrix yeah. restarting, and there's another yeah. series that he's starting. Well, the, the Spider Man. You know, no, no spoilers. It's great. Uh, there are a lot of twists and turns you don't expect, as you saw in the. Uh, this is something you see in the trailers, but I love the fact that uh, Doctor Octopus is back, and it's played by the same uh, actor oh, from he's the a original uh, uh, Spider Man. Well, so, so. so uh, what's his name is back to uh, the Goblin, right? Yep, and he has played isn't same. The, yeah, Duvall, not yep. Duvall, but Duvall. I guess it is. Maybe it's Duvall. It's not Devane. I know that. He's selling gold. Yeah, I know go- you're talking about. But yeah, Devane's same selling a- gold. <laughs> same, <laughs> same actor. And I, I always like that consistency in movies and things yep. played by the... Yeah, well, they can uh, do that. How how big is the part for uh, uh, Keaton in the movie? Because I know that they they got him as... The Vulture makes an appearance, correct? Uh, No. Oh, he doesn't? No, huh? no. Okay, so he's not in it. Okay, yeah. well, that's cool. No. No. That's cool. I think they're anticipating him still coming back because he was in the he was the bad guy in the previous one, uh, but they still anticipate him coming back. Oh at yeah, some, he's coming back. He's a yeah. he's, in the in the original comic. He was a bad boy. Yeah. You know? The the dude that I liked the, the one that I liked the most in Spider Man Sandman. I'm a big Sandman fan. I thought that his whole storyline was really good. So we'll see what they bring bring that in. Uh, of course. Uh, coming up, uh, the new trailer that has come out, and we were just talking about this. When I when I think of the Batman, I think of Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I might start thinking about you know Patterson. Yeah, he the new DC movie for the Batman. Yeah, looks awesome. Yep. I mean, uh, this is back in the forties uh, that they take you uh, when Bob Kane first brought Batman to the comics for DC. And it really looks like it captures that era really good. I'm looking forward to it. The next year we've got we got a solo film uh, with Doc Strange. I think Cumberbatch is fantastic. Yeah, great. He's he's great. You know, he said 
he felt so stupid when he took that role and he would stand at home in front of the mirror and try and, and work on opening portals. You know? <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. You'd stand there moving your hands yeah. and all that. But that was, uh, that that's, there's some really, if they've you cast it quite well for the Marvel movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of interesting. Look, I'm not, I'm not as big of a comic book fan as I was when I was in junior high, high school, and early college. I, I read them. Yeah. I was one of the guys that subscribed to them so that I made sure I didn't miss an issue. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I read Spider-Man, but I was really into Doctor Strange. Yeah. I liked his movies. Uh, I There's some Marvel comics that I wish they would... Go and bring the, the, the characters only, the back. The only series in that, that I, I hated that they stopped, because you know, the movies did kind of get not so good. Fantastic Four. Uh, no, no, none of the movies were ever good. For, that they made for they're going to redo Four. that, and they're going to do it right. Uh, hopefully, one day. The cartoons were great, and I remember Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, X-Men, I always say that you know, the last one was pretty good when they had Apocalypse. Apocalypse was always yeah. one of my favorite villains, but I hated that you know they ended... Uh, that trilogy, I think it was a trilogy, the original X Men, and never, never, you know, with Professor X. You and know, Magneto. my my own my big problem with the X Men movies was the Cyclops never got his his real due. I mean, if you read the X Men, the early versions, if you read well, the he's comic, a leader. Yeah. he was always one of the main characters. They made him a minor character for yeah. you know Brian Singer just said I. I guess I've heard people say he gave interviews and said that, uh, you know, he wasn't one of his favorite characters. And then he always had that tension with Wolverine that was, you know, was kind of downplayed even in the movies, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't get along. <laughs> no. They didn't get along. They, that's, that's the big thing. I wish they, they will reboot Captain America and give us Captain America during World War II when he was taken on the Red Skull. Ah. Those were the comics. Mm. Those were great, you know. And, and forget about the, uh, you know, the the energy cube and all that other crap. Yeah. Just give me the evilness of uh, the Red Skull and Hugo Weaving would be perfect to play that part again. He was he was great. And I miss I miss Weaving in the Matrix because he he's not back in it as Mister Smith. It's another guy, another guy who's uh, what what is uh, who's the other guy? Fishburne. He's yeah. not back in it. And, mm-hmm. He said he didn't want to revisit the character. And uh, Lana didn't ask him to be in it. Also, I don't get to hear Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Uh, uh, you'll hear it. No, you hear it. Uh, it's in there. And Mr. <laughs> Smith Smith is there. It's just a different actor playing him. All right. It's Dave Ellswick's show. We'll be back. we got uh, Congressman, of course, Hill coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick show. Stay around for that. He's got a lot of things to talk about.
All right. Congressman French Hill calling in. Heidi's getting him all set up on the line over in the studio. We'll be talking to him momentarily. Um, I see he's up and ready to go. Congressman, you back in the state. I mean, you, you don't have to be back in Washington until next week, right? That's right, Dave. I uh, hope you and Linda had a great Christmas. Oh, yeah. With you this morning. Yeah. Ken Yang's here as well. On Wednesdays, he joins me. Always a pleasure to have him along. Okay, so let, let's let's cut to the chase here. If you were running the uh, the P, PR part of the Biden White House right now, what would you be saying about what Biden said to Governor Hutchinson in that what was supposed to be a, I guess, a kind of a secret call, you know, and literally dropped the egg on uh, uh, COVID and smashed it in a million pieces? Well, uh, being the PR guy for Joe Biden would be a death wish. So I don't, I, I can't. <laughs> it's the truth. I can't, I can't come up with uh, any logical rationale there. Uh, but as they say in the White House, maybe I'll circle back to you after. Oh, I'll there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, Joe Biden is like he's demonstrated time and time again, not a good leader, not ahead of the curve on any crisis, whether it's inflation or the border or certainly the pandemic. And he just reads what gets put in front of him. And as we saw uh, with Dr. Fauci and uh, Donald Trump, I mean, Dr. Fauci gets out in front and makes these pronouncements. uh, And uh, we don't really have the data we need. And I thought Joe Biden's slip or whatever you want to talk about it, uh, that there's no federal solution to the pandemic, just demonstrated the challenge. It's a global health pandemic, and we're all just doing the best we can. But a big federal mandate, a set of mandates, is not going to end up changing the outcome, in my view. Yeah, it's this is a man, as I watch him, I think about Remember the old book, book the, the Peter Principle? Yeah, that's what that's what I I see a man who has risen to his highest place of incompetence. He's done that. I mean, they had nobody else to run. They didn't want Bernie uh, and they got Joe Biden, who's tried three or four times to be president, including, you know, being thrown out of the race 30 years ago for plagiarism. So they got the lowest common denominator candidate. He got it, and the dog caught the car. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, it, it's right. <laughs> you know, as we saw a story this morning, uh, latest some poll numbers saying that some of his numbers have slipped under the vice president now. That that is unbelievably terrible. Yeah, you know, it's important in in uh, business or politics to. Uh, always have low expectations and but biden's exceeded them i mean it's unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right yeah he, uh, he has exceeded them so the build back better program yeah um do you do you think it's it's how are they going to circle back on it because they're going to yeah. this this is something that the democrats are by god we're going to get something passed on this you know i agree completely and this is what i was saying all last week as people were sending thank you notes to Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia, rightfully so, because Joe consistently has said this thing has got gimmicks in it. It's not 
uh, fully paid for. It's got a lot of programs I don't even support. And so I'm a, I'm a firm no. And in a 50-50 Senate, one senator as a firm no is a big deal. Yep. So Joe Biden hit the brakes. He hit the brakes, but he's not killed this deal. This got more lives than a vampire with no hickory sticks around. I mean, this deal can come back to life easily in the dark of night, very vampire style. So I think we should all be aware that we should keep talking about the bad policy in this bill, the bad uh, objectives, and not stay focused on just the price tag. Yeah. Do I, I keep hearing that they're going to bring it back piecemeal. I mean, whether you pass it piecemeal or you pass it in one whole big swallow doesn't matter. It still gets passed. Do you, do you see it? Maybe be, they bring up each of these issues that are out there and make the, the, the House and the Senate debate those? Well, look, they're trying to use budget reconciliation. And the secret sauce in budget reconciliation is if you pass the Senate parliamentarians' rules, uh, you can pass something with 51 votes. So that's been the strategy from day one in the Biden administration is to do a huge social spending bill, change the face of the United States, change the size of government permanently through budget reconciliation. Um, If they try to bring things up individually, they're going to lose a lot of that leverage, and they're going to have to rely on 60 votes. So I think that idea is probably not the case. I think, think, uh, in my view, they will try to reshape a budget reconciliation bill that has less stuff in it um, and is more transparent, and that they'll pick one or two of their most progressive ideas – raise taxes to cover them and try to get that back through the Senate. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, well, we're already hearing them. You know, Manchin, you know, kind of gave him a uh, a layout of what he could vote for. And what concerns me about him is that he can get behind this Green New Deal crap. And, you know, that to me is kind of foolishness if you're the, you know, senator from West Virginia and uh, that Green New Deal stuff gets gets away from coal. Yeah, he's uh, also said he could support a big uh, tax increase on uh, the most productive people in the economy too. So, look, this deal's not dead. We need to start talk, keep talking about it. Uh, I hope that Chuck Schumer does bring the entire Nancy Pelosi Build Back Better agenda up for a straight up vote in January because they yes. put all their candidates on record that they're for or against this uh, huge increase in government of unpaid for um, spending, social spending. So we'll see what happens. All right, Ken? Yeah, so uh, I want to pivot a little bit, even though we are talking about Build Back Better and they talk about infrastructure and whatnot, and I know sometimes we talk about the negative stuff here on the show, but let's talk about some positive stuff that you as a congressman has brought to Congressional District 2 into Little Rock. I think you announced uh, we talk about real leadership, real change, real help for infrastructure here in the state. And I think you you announced a $3 million grant that uh, we got here in Little Rock uh, just the other day. Yeah, I've worked extensively for the past seven years with the port. Uh, We've used the EDA, the uh, Economic Development Administration, to help them work with the county, County Judge Barry Hyde in the city of Little Rock, to build infrastructure out there. Uh, We've used uh, 
other grants and workforce to help uh, build infrastructure there. And so recently we got $3 million for the port. And I loved, you know, the fact that all the left-wingers on the Twitter world lit up and said, hey, how can you support infrastructure at the port uh, when you voted against the bipartisan infrastructure bill? Well, look, this has nothing to do with that. This just demonstrates how much money that we have in the federal government to partner with local governments now. Because that money was just a part of the regular appropriation bill. Uh, the regular grant-making process out there in the in the Congress from spending bills that we have every year, and I've consistently worked with uh, our port to improve it as a job engine for Central Arkansas. So Senator Bozeman and I worked on that grant with uh, Brian Day, the director of the port, and this will really add capacity for them, which is important. And that's led to victories like bringing the entire Amazon facility out to the port that's building hundreds of thousands of square feet and and adding thousands of Arkansans to the payroll. And we're also working with FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, to get the 1947 old navigation beacon moved across the river. That'll open up a thousand acres plus of new land for future business. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is too it's future business because everybody needs to keep in mind that agriculture is still the number one business in in arkansas correct it is and uh we've gotten we've grown some of the largest agricultural brand names as a result of that emphasis on agricultural science in our universities and our robust uh land and uh hard-working people here and you've got world leaders like Riceland Foods and Tyson Foods as a result of it. All right. We're going to come back and talk. And, gosh, let's take a, get in the car and take a ride to the border, shall we, Congressman? And, <laughs> and, and talk about that, that absolute debacle that's going on on the southern border, which is everybody's border here in the United States. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, our special guest, of course, on a Wednesday from District 2. It's our Congressman French Hill. We'll be back to ask the Congressman some more questions and, and hear what he has to say as we continue. P.I. Roofing wants you to know, you got to keep that roof in good shape. You don't. You can get water inside your house, and it will do bad damage. It will do damage to your home. Gets to the shingle, gets through the felt, gets through the wood, gets through the insulation. Uh, at that point, starts affecting the drywall. Uh, you know, discoloration on the ceiling, uh, discoloration sometimes on the wall, and then you you get in there to you know repair that, and then you find mold, and then you got a whole other animal you got to deal with. Get you know the folks at PI Roofing out to your house and find the leaks before they become a problem. 707-3551 is their number. 707-3551 or visit them online, piroofing.com. Continuing with our uh, interview with our second district congressman, uh, French Hill and congressman, let's talk about uh, the southern border. I didn't think it could get any worse, but it's getting worse. Yeah, November was another incredible month. Uh, we didn't go over 200,000, but we had 173,000 migrants uh, encountered at the border. That's uh, 150% more than the election month of November 2020 and over 300% higher in 2019. 
which was the year that President Trump really got uh, the plan in place on the border. He was got it down uh, and very manageable and got the work being done to both stop drugs and human traffic on the border. But we're just literally out of control. I talked to Tony Gonzalez yesterday, the congressman from down in Del Rio, and he just says he doesn't even know where to go. Uh, they've got the CBP, the Customs and Border Patrol are demoralized, and we're just not making any progress. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. Um, president Trump had gotten that uh, at least under control when he was president, and as soon as uh, Biden got into office, he undid everything that needed to be done. And now he's going back and trying to piecemeal a couple of uh, of Trump's programs in and somehow um, change, uh, you know, the, the dynamic down there, and it's not working. No, I think the, the uh, horse is out of the barn. I mean, he abolished all the working policies the first week he was in office. So he replaced them with nothing. And now we're at the end of his first year in office, and it's the one of the most significant crises that we have. Uh, not only do we have the human trafficking burden, but that human trafficking burden at 100,000 to 200,000 people caught per month coming into the U.S. is fueling the cartel because they're making five, six, seven thousand dollars per person they bring across the border. <laughs> it's hundreds of millions of dollars a month going straight to the uh, northern Mexico drug cartels. It's separating our CBP from their core mission. Uh, they and Texas uh, uh, public safety officers are arresting these people and transporting them back across the border to a holding facility, allowing even more drugs to come in. So uh, it's they got last month uh, uh, 1,600 people with criminal convictions, caught known gun, known gang members were caught here in October and November coming across the border. And those are just the ones we catch. Mm-hmm. These are just the drugs we get. We've now interdicted enough opioids or fentanyl to kill the whole population seven times over. And uh, this is at a time when our drug overdose deaths in this country are, are climbing, not it, falling. It's it's a tragedy. It's a frightening, frightening tragedy. Fentanyl kills more people in the United States than anything else. More death for 18-year-olds plus, up to, I think, 55, by fentanyl than anything. Yeah. And why is the president not doing something with the Chinese government about this? Because we know, we know. That's where it's coming from. Yeah, it's the lead manufacturing base. Sandra Cotton and I have worked on this uh, for years together. We've increased, uh, we've proposed increased criminal uh, penalties, meaning, you know, jail time and penalties for dealing in fentanyl if you're caught with it. We've uh, increased the money for the post office to find it. A lot of this comes in the mail because it's uh, from offshore, made principally in China. So we've got more uh, detection equipment to keep postal workers safe. Uh, And so on the Border Patrol, they're very sensitive to it. But people aren't taking fentanyl on purpose in this country. Uh, Drug dealers are lacing it in either marijuana or in traditional uh, synthetic fake pills to make their drug more addictive. But if they make a mistake and add too much, it's, for many people, instant death. 
Well, Congressman, it's uh, you know the Republicans continue to to fight uh, whether it's at the border, whether it's infrastructure, whether you know against the progressive uh, agenda, and uh, you know I just we just wanted to you know appreciate all that you're doing to fight. I also wanted to get your take on the upcoming you know 2022 elections because as, as we fight, as we as we lay out the narrative of. Uh, the Democrats, you know, we're talking about the border, not caring about the uh, drugs coming across the border, not caring about the sex offenders coming across the border. Uh, just recently, I think uh, another one of your Democrat colleagues announced that she wasn't going to run for reelection. That makes 23 Democrats now saying, oh, no, no, thank you uh, for 2022. I mean, what's I mean, what's the what's the outlook? What's your take on it? Well, in 2010, uh, we had about under 20 Democrats choose not to run for re-election. We had great candidates, and we won 63 seats. Uh, so we're up to 23 Democrats uh, retiring. Uh, redistricting has been slightly helpful to the Republican cause, not a detriment. Just I'd say um, it might be a, a bit of a positive to a wash. So, But the main thing is we have more Republican candidates running in Republican primaries this year than we had in 2010. And obviously, this agenda of the Biden administration and the impact on the American home of inflation, uh, crime, drugs uh, are are taking a toll. And uh, I hope that we will be able to take the House back and put a stop to this. Let's let's really focus on this. I mean, uh, Sunday, the vice president, Harris, was asked, what's the biggest national security threat facing of the United States, and she starts rambling on about our lack of democracy in the U.S. and climate change. Oh, my God. We have Russia on the border with the Ukraine. We have the war in Syria raging. Uh, we have the uh, Biden trying to cobble, coddle the Iranians. Uh, we have the Chinese on the march around the world economically. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable to me how tone-deaf these people are. So... I think we have a good environment to take the House back and to have a positive agenda of getting people back to work, uh, getting budget, federal budgets back under control, increasing border security, and increasing the funding and support of our police around the country to improve and com- to improve <clears throat> our community safety. Uh, and then, first and foremost, get our economic policies in order to, to wring out this inflation. Uh, that the Biden policies are fueling. Yeah, not seeing much of a change in that. They're saying gas prices here in the next year are going to go up to $4 a gallon. Food prices are going to go up another 5 to 7%. I mean, there's some real punishment coming if we don't get that under control. Yeah, we know it can get away from us. You and I live through the problems with that, and it's impoverishing to our those on fixed income and those at the at the lower end of, uh, of the economic sphere. And President Trump's policies had the fastest uh, real wage growth for people at the bottom and for women and minorities. It was great. And now all that's being given up by inflation that's running at 6% plus, offsetting any gain somebody gets from a higher uh, salary. And I think it could get worse early in the year. I think the uh, government inflation statistics understate, understate uh, inflation that we're experiencing right now. I'm with you. 
Congressman, thanks for the time. Have a great New best. Year's Eve and New Year's Happy Day. New Year. We'll talk next week. Thank you much. All right, Congressman uh, French Hill. And, of course, next time we'll talk to him. It'll be next year. Yeah. Okay, that's when we'll talk to him again. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, uh, Ken and I have about a half hour to sit here and discuss, you know, the, I don't know, maybe just uh, the lint in their navels. I don't know. Get ready. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly is on his way. All right, so if you don't like the state of affairs that are going on here in the United States right now, I mean, you hear stories that gas prices here coming up in the new year going to be near $4 a gallon. Food prices going up 5 to 7% over what the 6% they've already gone up. And, and by the way, something that a lot of people don't know, uh, when you look at inflation, the way they figure inflation now is different uh, than when it was when Carter was president if you would figure out inflation uh the way they did during carter's administration uh we'd be in the uh the high teens and maybe even the low 20 percentile uh as far as uh you know how how fast food prices and and gas prices and everything else is going i saw yesterday i i got the mailer and the mail from kroger and I think they said T-bone steaks were like eight seventy-five a pound. Mm. Eight? I know it was over eight dollars. Yeah. That's incredible, unbelievable. I'll be cutting back. I can I can hear it in my head. Eat more chicken. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can I can I can hear that right now. But don't let those nineteen seventy style inflations uh, numbers and and stories destroy your retirement. You can learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, your IRA, 401k, hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. Folks over at David Lucas Financial are working with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. If you want to learn more, just uh, give them a call, 501-222-1315. Uh, you'll learn about buying silver and gold. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Saw a story yesterday, and I got to get David on to talk about this, where they're going to allow you to buy Bitcoin and some of the other uh, methods of of monetary savings uh, to use in, um, you know, your your uh, savings portfolio. So I, I'd love to get him on to talk about that. So I'll give him a call. I'll have him on. Don't worry. He'll come on and we'll talk specifically about that because I think Bitcoin was like at 49000 yeah. yesterday. Yeah. If you bought in it went low, you've got some money right now. Yeah. I know it was enough that everybody knows Billy Miller, who was on uh, the Bible guys. He got in on that and uh, made enough that he's taking his wife on a cruise. Yeah. So he made some money. Good for yeah. him. I need to Give get that. I think there's a uh, cryptocurrency for dummies book out there. I probably need to <laughs> yeah. go to Barnes and Nobles or something to get that. Uh, and for people to say, well, it's not worth anything. Folks, that dollar you got in your pocket yeah. is only worth a dollar because people believe it. That's right. That's all. 
we're so far in debt yeah. right now. Well, people uh, people think about uh, just think about what's in your bank account. Is there really that much money in the in the banks? Is there, or is it just a number on a screen? Yeah, I agree. And look, I mean, they talk about your savings. I don't put my money in a bank now. You know, I'd rather stick it in the mattress. Yeah. To be honest with you, yep. or a coffee can somewhere, but yep. uh, just not making what is it about a half a percent? Maybe you're yep. getting for your money in that's the right. bank. So you got to put that money somewhere, and that's where David Lucas comes in. Uh, that will return a decent investment for you. So you want to give him a call and talk to him about that. All right, about twenty minutes and, and, until eight. We were speaking just for a few moments uh, with the, uh, the congressman from District 2. Uh, of course, that's French Hill. Now, we will talk to Bruce Westerman next week, and uh, I'm going to try to get Tom Cotton on. I'm going to try hard to get Tom on next week and talk to him uh, with the new year coming up and uh, what we, you know, what uh, he thinks should be happening out of the White House. He He has been going big guns about talking about, uh, you know, overseas commitments and things of that nature. We need to talk more about that. Of course, coming up on this weekend, Razorbacks are playing Penn State. Hopefully. Yeah, well, yeah, hopefully. Can you believe UCLA, though? That that was just ridiculous. Four hours before the game? Yep. Come on, you know when you, you've got people that are, are testing right. positive. And uh, North Carolina had already made the trip out to the West Coast. I mean, that was worse than the, I, I didn't think it would get any worse than the Hawaii Bowl or Hawaii, you know, said it the day before. It yeah. Was, you know, the play Friday and Because everybody's morning, there. And it was just like, really? And, you know, the, the, I think, you know, the Sun Bowl or something like that, they pulled down. That's like, you know, a week from now, and they got Central Michigan to replace them. You give the people enough time. You, you already know. You Where's know, the like, one that Rutgers is going to now? Oh, I don't. Um, yeah, they they got a losing yeah. record, but they're from the Big Ten, and so they're going to be in. They're going to be in a game. Yeah. So hopefully, um, if there's another bowl in the near future where you know someone drops out, you know the NC State can uh, take their place. That would that be was, nice because that was just uh, you know uh, school announces decision at three thirty p.m. Eastern time, and they're scheduled to kick off at eight p.m. Yeah. Eastern time. It's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so and i i guess the uh um, you know the ad from ucla called the ad at unc and said no we didn't really and the guy at unc didn't take it very well i wouldn't have taken i it wouldn't there. have taken it either man <laughs> you know, all the money you've already spent yeah here's the key i mean they've already said as far as the national championship round goes of course there's two games on friday and then uh, you got championship coming up on the tenth, I believe. Uh, if I if I were those coaches, I would tell the players, you will stay in your rooms, and the only people you will hang out with are your other fellow players. Exactly. You, I was, you, I've been thinking the same. You're thing. not going anywhere mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if if you can't play, you forfeit. That's right. You're done. They, they have. I think the NCAA came out and said there's some like a few day leeway. Uh, just because it's the playoffs, uh, they'll 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 have they have a couple day leeway of yeah. Well, I don't know if they got the leeway now because it's uh it's a Wednesday, and the game is going to be played on Friday, and 
the CDC gave them a little bit of a break when they said you didn't have to quarantine yeah. for 10 days, but just five days. Well, they, there's uh, a leeway of moving the national championship game. No, they okay. Say. So they, different they, they have some leeway, like similar to what the NFL's been doing, but they said that's it. I said they can only move the national championship game so far back, and after that, you will forfeit uh, your semifinal. Now, you believe that if you fight that whole season to get in that position and then... You know, you got some teammates that are just dummies, and they go and get themselves infected, and you suddenly find out that you guys can't. But my play. thing is, you, I, you know, you can still get infected when 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 you're vaccinated. Oh, I agree. You know, and it's it just you know, just let the if you're asymptomatic at this point, let the, in my opinion, let them play. Let let them play, because um, they're letting. They're they're letting asymptomatic vaccinated players play before they let asymptomatic unvaccinated players play. I know it's pretty stupid, uh, but it's anyways, pretty stupid. But that's the that, that's that's how our government runs, yeah. and and the NCAA yeah. are following. However, government protocols. The Cincinnati Bearcats will defeat Alabama. Oh, you believe that? I believe Seriously? it to my core that Alabama will lose to Cincinnati. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't think. I don't think Cincinnati has ever came across the beef they're going to come across on the defensive Everybody and offensive Everybody thinks I'm crazy. And I, yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> I believe it. Well, but everybody thought I was crazy yeah. a couple of weeks ago when I thought Alabama would shellac Georgia. And they no, did. No, no, they did. No, and no, they no. whooped them yeah. bad. All right. So... It's going to be a great uh, the, the game that may be the best is the second game, and that's going to be the one between Georgia and Michigan. Yeah. And people don't really know what's going to happen because yeah. it's very two very different teams that haven't ever really played each other for a long time. And but they last um, time they played back in what sixties yeah, or something. Yeah. It's been a long, long time before they played. It's going to be interesting. Everybody, a lot of eyes today on Oklahoma. Mm. They're playing in their bowl game, and their quarterback he has said. He hasn't said he's going into the portal, but he hasn't said he's not going into the portal. And when Lincoln left, uh, you know, he's the guy who went out and got him. We'll have to see what what happens there. Is he going to stick around or isn't he? All right, quarter till uh, eight. Let's uh, go take a break, and then we'll finish it up for today. Uh, tomorrow, got a great show for you. In the first hour, Dr. Uh, Yamauchi will be here. We're going to talk to him about Omicron and are there any kind of things you should be doing? He's also going to talk about these pills that are coming onto the market. Uh, they're not being you know, produced in huge amounts yet, but are expected to be. And um, what is it called? Monochloral or whatever it is that they, they have for treatment as well. And how uh, in, uh, in Florida, they're complaining that the federal government is keeping them from being able to do that. So we'll talk about that as well. And then if you remember, there was there was a movie that came out a few years ago called October Sky. And it was about a young man in West Virginia that went on to become a fantastic rocket scientist. He came out of the poorest of the poor uh, in the holler down in West Virginia. But we're going to have him on tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's a great story. I think you'll enjoy it. And then uh, Joe and Duck will join us, and we'll talk cars in the final hour. So that's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, got a break. Got to make money. Let's do that, and then we'll be back. All right, we are back here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. 
big story uh, today on the news, and we can talk about this a little bit. Uh, U.S. Marines are being crushed uh, by President Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate as thousands face dismissal for their continued refusal to get the shot. To date, 169 Marines have been discharged for refusing the vaccine and thousands more face the same fate after the Department of Defense's mandate on all active duty service members went into effect for the Marine Corps on November 28th. Marines are allowed to apply for a religious exemption, but so far not a single application regarding the COVID-19 vaccine or any vaccine for that matter has been approved, according to a Marine Corps spokesman. Uh, several Marines who refused to get the shot were granted anonymity, okay, they stayed anonymous, to Fox News so they could speak freely. They said they are witnessing a political purge by the Biden administration that is forcing out the military's best and brightest over deeply held beliefs they say are protected by the First Amendment. Quote, there's something fundamentally wrong at this point with our nation's leadership. That according to a major with more than 17 years of active service, we are facing an unconstitutional edict that I think is very targeted as a political purge, taking out some of the best and the brightest, Soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians from the uh, Space Force. A lieutenant colonel with more than 19 years of active service said it appears that the military, specifically the Marine Corps, is discharging service members, quote, as fast as they can and as brutal, brutally as they can, damaging every marine as much as they can, on the way out. The one message I got from the colonel above me was tread very carefully. This is political. You will be crushed like an ant. What a terrible story. You know, and I thought Carter was terrible about the way that he he hollowed out uh the military during the time that he was president. Not the case here. Now they're just getting rid of military members and they're stripping them of, you know, retirement and everything. It's it's crazy. It is really, really uh crazy out there. Unbelievable. I just don't I just don't get it. I really don't. Uh US troops, I didn't don't know if you know this or not. I saw it over the weekend. If you're a a, a active duty serviceman or woman and let's lay, let's consider that you live in an area where the price of living there is very very expensive. Uh, the uh, military typically has what is called uh, you know extra money that they give you in BAS or BAQ. BAS is uh, allowance for food. BAQ is for quarters. Uh, and uh, yeah, see, guys and gals, I really was in the military. <laughs> I know about this stuff. And they're cutting it for a lot of them. I mean, it was like 48,000 troops, or they're just going to take it away from them. And uh, we're going back. I'm, I mean, I remember when I was the, in, in the military with Carter, and a high percentage of active-duty men and women were on food stamps unbelievable we're on food stamps that's the only way they could feed their families and that didn't change 
until Reagan was elected into the White House. And the first thing he did was give a 10% raise. Made it all the difference in the world. How do I know that? I lived through it. I was there. A lot of you don't even know about it. Which is, I mean, which is why history is important. And, uh, and you know, teaching your kids, uh, teaching, maybe not even your kids, your fellow neighbor and everything else. Just, uh, you know, there's one, one political party, and I it shouldn't be political. Supporting our military should not be political. But it uh, consistently is political. There is one party that uh, cherishes the people that protect us, that uh, rewards the people that protect us, that takes care of the people that protects us as a Republican Party. And there's another party that continues to want to uh, crap on. I was going to use, you can't use that other word, but crap on uh, the, the people that protect us, the people that make this country great, the people that allow people like my parents that fled communist China to come to this country and live the American dream. And that's called the Democratic Party that do not like the military, that want to defund the police. I sat beside an Alabama state trooper uh, at an event uh, this past weekend, and he says he's retiring because uh, it's the right time to retire because of the disrespect and the lack of support he gets as a state trooper in Alabama. And they're defunding all of them. Yeah, it. that's right. And so uh, it's just it's it's sad to hear that. And like I said, there's one party that despises the people that protects us here domestically and foreignly, and there's another party that uh, supports them. All right. Let's. I, I try to always end with something positive, but I got a story here that – I, I just got to bring to you because for you who voted for Biden, I told you this was going yeah. to happen. In a recent analysis to their clients, Goldman Sachs economists warned that pandemic-induced disruptions in the global supply chain, which have caused congestion in ports and warehouses nationwide, will last longer than expected as surging demand struggles to keep up meaning that inflation metrics will remain quite high for much of the next year. It is now clear that this process will take longer than initially expected, and the inflation overshoot will likely get worse before it gets better. Inflation, as measured by the Federal Reserve's preferred gauge, has climbed to the highest level since February of 1982. In November, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index jumped to 5.7%. That is well above the Fed's preferred target of 2%. The data is further evidence of a spike in prices illustrated by a separate measure, the uh, CPI or the Consumer Price Index, which showed inflation rose by 6.8% in November. I would really like to hear somebody who would say, well, during the Carter administration, it was this high, and then go back and use the same metrics uh, that they used for the Carter administration to figure out inflation and see where it really is uh, at this time. Uh, The hotter-than-expected report is uh, likely to reinforce the Federal Reserve uh, decision in December to accelerate the withdrawal of its monetary monetary support for the U.S. economy. Now, if they're saying that, then we don't need any build back better, you know, three, four, five trillion dollar program. And uh, you're just going to add a whole lot of gasoline to an already bad situation if if you do that. 
And uh, the only reason the Democrats will do it is they think you'll fall for it and you'll get some extra stuff and uh, you'll vote for them because they gave you something free. Yep. Yep. That's the, I mean, that's their narrative all the time is to, um, they think we're fear mongering and then, uh, the solution is to give free stuff, and there's no such thing as free There's nothing stuff. that's free. It's all being paid by somebody. My dad used to always say that. He always said that unions would always fight for an extra nickel an hour, yeah. you know. And he said, and in the end, what happened is that the people uh, that were the working men and women would see that nickel an hour ate up in no time and you always lost in the end. That's why he was always big and uh, wanting you know more benefits like health care and things of that nature. Bottom line, as usual, my father, who only had a third grade education, was smarter than the chief economist of the United States. There's a lot, lot of that generation were. Yeah. And I'm a product of him, and I'm proud to say it. All right? I'm a product of it. Ken, thanks for coming in. Always a pleasure yes. to have you here. Things must be going well down in Saline County. You didn't have anything to say about it. Must, no, they must be great. going we, smoothly. I'll, you know, I'll be back, of course, next week. But, uh, you know, we got a meeting January 6th. And from January through May, we'll have all sorts of candidates coming to speak. Four or five candidates a meeting first Thursday wow. every month at 630. Uh, we've extended our meeting time. Uh, already and uh, uh, I mean people are ready to get out there and and fight for our country all right 22 is just around the corner I can't wait for November of 22 just we're to be gonna, honest we're gonna smash all right the Democrats we're out of time I'm out of the way don't forget Dr. Yamauchi tomorrow on the Dave Ellswick show Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.